Welcome to Canvas, a podcast all about mobile productivity on iOS. I'm Jason Snell, sitting in for Fraser Spears, and of course, the man of the hour, the person you're here to actually hear from, Federico Fatici. Hello, Federico. Hi, Jason. How are you? I am. Um, I'm great. I am very rarely on podcasts with you, and I'm excited about this because I am somebody who is enthusiastic about iOS and about my iPad, and uh, and so when the opportunity came for uh, mm-hmm. somebody to sit in for Fraser for this episode, I uh, I waved my hand and I told Stephen Hackett, "I'll do it. I'll do it." So here I am. I'm I'm happy to be here. We could have done a show with Stephen, but to be fair, the topic we're going to talk about today, which is the Shortcuts app, which is now in beta, um, I don't think Stephen is maybe as ex- excited about it as we are. Uh, and I know that you, you've you been using Workflow for a long time. And of course, I've been using Workflow. Um, can you tell me just briefly, what kind of usage uh, do you have for Workflow on your, on your iPad, especially, I suppose? Yeah, the big workflow things that I've done, and some of them have been with your help, where I email you every now and then or, or text you, and I say, Federico, can you do this? And you're like, the answer is always yes. And you say, you just do this and this and this. But um, what I did is, so I, I've largely replaced my Mac laptop with an iPad for most of my mobile use. I, I very rarely take, I very rarely open my MacBook Air anymore. Um, because I have an iMac at my desk, and then everything else when I'm when I'm uh, in the other room or when I'm traveling, I use the iPad Pro. But one of the things I do when I when I leave here is go to Apple events and do uh, sort of live coverage of Apple events. And there was a real question about like, do I still bring my laptop for that, or could I do that on the iPad too? And so what I ended up doing, and this is the the, the workflow I use the most, not just for live events because I use it whenever I'm traveling and working on a story. Um, is I've got some workflow uh, workflows that uh, resize will take images and will resize them to mm. uh, the size they need to be on my website and they for the live update they will watermark them uh, with the six colors logo which was a, a, a an interesting trick but you showed me how to how to get oh, that part I re- done I remember this workflow yeah yeah yeah, yeah you've got to have like a, uh, a transparent ping and yeah. it's in an iCloud drive and then you reference that as the and, and you can do a little watermark and resize and all that happens and uh, then it actually uses transmit to FTP that image uh, to my FTP server for my website and takes the result which is the um, the result is the URL of that image, and then it wraps that in HTML and puts it on the clipboard. So in the end, the workflow is basically I select an image and say, put this on my website, and it steps through all of these things and gives me something I can paste into my document that is the full HTML code, uh, you know, the, the whole of the whole figure wrapped and everything with that image ready to go. And then I've got alternate ones for if I'm tweeting it or things like that, where it's, it's putting something different on my... Uh, on my uh, clipboard, but yeah, that that's my number one use of workflow is actually to to go through one of these sort of like image processing tasks that would otherwise require a whole bunch of different apps. I'm a little worried because Transmit is going away, and I was actually just talking. Uh, I emailed Cable at Panic Software and said, um, in in the future, <laughs> Siri Shortcuts <laughs> is going to be important, and Transmit is going away, and they have um, their app Coda, which is a more full fledged development web development environment, but it's got the whole FTP engine built into it. And I said, um, any chance you could get this working <laughs> with with Siri <laughs> Shortcuts? Because uh, for me, that file transfer is a big part of it, and I know you guys have talked about this on the show. One one of my frustrations is that there isn't a really good FTP app with Transmit going away. Um, 
or something that kind of like makes it easy to put FTP servers in files. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I end up sort of in this weird position where I need to find a way to get those images where I need them to go. And I'd like it to be automatable because that's a big part of that workflow, especially when time is of the essence and it's a live event. And I'm literally taking a picture um, often, sometimes it's on my iPhone, in which case I can just run the shortcut there but or the workflow. But um, sometimes I'll bring my big uh, camera with my long lens and then I'm popping the card out, putting the card in to my iPad, importing the photo, and then running that. And so you, obviously that's already a lot of steps. So I want to speed it up as much as I can by using the workflow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as long as uh, FTP is concerned, there's probably, uh, you could probably uh, play around with file browser, which... Uh, I do have yeah. I do have file browser and it's not bad, but the problem is, is that um, it doesn't automatically log you into the I, FTP server yeah. as far as I can tell. So you have to launch it yep. and get it going and exactly. then it works with files. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's the main yeah. concern that I was going to mention. Um, so you, you do use workflow quite a bit and for the important stuff, I do. such as covering Apple events. So that's... that's some real real use of workflow on the field um do you have the shortcuts beta yet on your devices i do okay i do i have them on on my iphone i I, um after returning from mike's uh mike hurley's wedding uh because i decided i was not going to travel with ios 12 i uh the day i got back i installed (laughs) ios 12 and i had already signed up for the shortcuts beta so i have been I've been using shortcuts uh, since then. All right. So before we actually talk about the app, I, I wanted to mention quickly a few things that are missing from shortcuts compared to workflow. Mm-hmm. A few things that I've noticed. Um, the IFTTT, how many T's is this? Uh, IFTTT integration is gone, um, which is surprising to me because you can actually see the actions from your old workflows. So when you move from workflow to shortcuts, all of your workflows automatically move over to the new app. Uh, Apple built a system like an invisible importing tool that migrates all, all of your old stuff to the new app. Uh, but I had a bunch of workflows with some... Um, IFTTT integrations and mm-hmm. whenever it hits that step it says sorry this action is not available anymore um, I don't know if it will come back uh, I can assume that you know now workflow being part of Apple and part of Siri actually uh, it may be kind of strange to have a deal between Apple and IFTTT uh, although all of the other third, basically most of the other third party integrations are still here so I don't know if Apple does not want to support a third party automation service that is also a web service uh, things can get kind of weird I suppose still if you used to rely on these web automations in workflow um, it's bad news for you uh, I hope it I hope it, it is a not a policy decision. Yeah. Because so there's so few policy decisions that seem to have happened with workflow exactly, in yeah. its transition into being shortcuts that I hope this is more that they had a security concern that IFTTT has to um has to address or there's a contractual thing where they didn't sign something that they need to sign. I hope it's that and then it comes back because that is the secret uh, like kind of amazing leap that you can take with shortcuts is being able to go out to web services. Yeah. The other uh, limitation, and this actually hits me a little more, um, is the removal of the native Dropbox actions. So you used to be able to yeah. um, connect your Dropbox account with Workflow and fetch any file from any directory in your in your Dropbox account. Um, that's gone, and it's been replaced uh, by the, the get file action. Um Previously used to include Dropbox, now it's just for iCloud Drive. Um, so if you add automations that, for example, uh, I have a bunch of workflows that um, 
read the contents of text files from my Dropbox account, uh, account from multiple locations in my Dropbox account. And those text files are actually uh, updated on a weekly basis uh, using Zapier. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's sort of a weird workaround to have Zapier do stuff in the cloud and push some data into a text file in my Dropbox that Workflow was able to read uh, every Friday or so. Uh, now that it's not possible anymore, and of course iCloud Drive, unlike Dropbox, doesn't have an API for uh, services like uh, Zapier to integrate yeah. with. So this is going to be a bit of a problem for me because unless I write my own Dropbox API integration, which I really don't want to do, uh, <laughs> it looks like I may have to find some other solution to do this. Yeah, this is this is really... Um I, I, I this bit me too. But I actually had a couple of dumb little workflows that um, allowed me to. I think Dan was it Dan Sturm who suggested this. Um, but it, it, the idea that I could actually take a uh, URL, an arbitrary URL in in Safari on an iPad, and run a a workflow that would pop that URL open in a browser window on my Mac. And the method of conveyance for that ah, was actually yeah. to write the URL to a Dropbox folder that was being watched by, I think, Hazel on the Mac. And then it would run that. Uh, it would open that. It would, it would know that that folder contained URLs that should be opened whenever they appeared there. And then you delete them. Um, I was able, for that instance, since it's just two devices writing to cloud storage, I was able to just move it to iCloud and it still works. But I did have that moment where I thought, what if... It's something that doesn't have access to iCloud because every every web service has built Dropbox integration, right? But mm-hmm. not iCloud integration. Yeah, and it's also kind of surprising that um, and I actually I did file a radar about this stuff. So before mm. anybody complains that I'm bringing up stuff that I don't like and I haven't filed radars, I spent like two hours. Uh, few nights ago this is what i do in the summer um i file radars <laughs> super fun times but i did file mm. like eight radars for the shortcuts app so uh i did what i had to do please do not send me an email please do not complain um anyway you can and this, the, the files app again is the is the is the part that baffles me here because yes. if i have dropbox installed and it's in files should i not be able to traverse anything that appears in the files app and have that be fair game for shortcuts instead of just having it be icloud drive i, I don't really understand how dropbox can be okay in one const in, in one instance but not the other the problem is that they don't want you to programmatically access files or folders outside of the uh, slash shortcuts folder in iCloud Drive. So when you use the get file actions, you can only read files from the shortcuts mm, sandbox in iCloud Drive. Mm -hmm. You cannot say, I want to read this JPEG image from the transmit folder or something like that. You're basically, you're siloed into the shortcuts folder, which is really too bad because I, I mean, I, you know, with shortcuts, you have JavaScript actions on one end and then you say, well, you cannot actually fetch any text file you want because that's too dangerous. Uh, uh, you know, different different decisions in different parts of the app, which is kind of kind of surprising to me. Um, finally, and uh, I bet that you know thousands of users will be sad, but I think the GIF integration is also gone. Uh, I I haven't actually been able to confirm this, but I saw someone on Twitter complaining that Giphy was gone and you couldn't search for online GIFs on on the Giphy oh. search engine. Um, 
And yeah, it looks like that is correct. Uh, if you search for Giphy in shortcuts, it's no more. Uh, I was it Giphy that uh, there was some kind of controversy with the gifs that you can find in search, like offens- offensive content or some stuff like that. Mm. Would it surprise me if that's part of the decision here that you can find all kinds of images on Giphy, and maybe Apple is not okay with that. Yeah, maybe maybe what's happening here is there are very certain things that Apple has rules about in terms of system, you know, system integration. And they look at at anything outside of the sandbox of that uh, iCloud Drive folder as being, well, that allows arbitrary, you know, files somewhere randomly to be that you don't know about to be executed. Um, and with with uh, Giphy, maybe that's the answer is that there's some standard Mm-hmm. thing that came up or they're concerned about the fact that that's all copyrighted material yeah. i don't even know what the reason yeah. would be then again it could also just be literally that there is there is a contract that hasn't been signed or something like that and so they've pulled it that that could also be yeah so to my knowledge these are the only features that were removed from the old workflow hmm. app and everything else is in so uh that's a quick list that i wanted to go over um magic variables uh Possibly one of the best features uh, in the old workflow app, which is if you if you've ever used Automator or other uh, you know visual programming tools or just programming in general, the, the the notion of a variable of a piece of data that you know dynamically changes in a script or in a workflow. Um, the workflow team came up with this idea of instead of having to create these variables manually, the system just creates them for you, and you, there's a there's a visual editor that allows you to pick these variables with touch and it just removes so much complexity from having to uh, pass around data between multiple steps uh it's just an incredible idea and it's basically one-to-one in shortcuts nothing has changed you can still use magic variables and it's still the same uh, the same idea as before uh the workflow team also came up with this concept of the content graph engine which means that anything can become anything else in workflow so, for example, uh, and in shortcuts, of course. So, for example, the idea is that um, uh, an image can be forced to become text. And you may ask, how can an image become text? Well, it becomes the file name. Uh, or uh, rich text can become markdown. Or um, the response from a web API can become a dictionary and can become text. So, the idea is that automation should never lead to some kind of incompatibility error, it should Mm. always be able to transform data and do something. And this is still very much true in shortcuts. Um, All of my advanced API, uh, API workflows, now shortcuts continue to work all of my image editing um, automations still working uh, it's very amazing honestly that they were able to port all of the advanced features over to shortcuts and without basically breaking anything in the process so uh, that's pretty awesome um Scripting uh, is in as a category of actions. Uh, you can do uh, conditional blocks. You can do repeat loops. You can uh, you can actually there's actually a bunch of additions here. You can toggle Bluetooth. You can toggle uh, cellular data. You can enable or hmm. disable Do Not Disturb with with the same uh, options of iOS 12, which is like uh, until I leave this location or turn on for uh, for for a specific amount of time. Um, I put together. 
uh, a shortcut <laughs> that I call uh, that I called analysis. So I wanted to I wanted to do this Westworld joke, um, and I wanted to <laughs> to assign uh, an analysis custom phrase to a shortcut. And the shortcut would basically force Siri to give me some information about the system, uh, stuff like I'm currently connected to the you know to the to this cellular network, and my current location is Rome, Italy, and my battery level is a fifty percent, and I recorded uh, seven thousand steps yesterday. Um, the problem is that I ran into a bug for which I filed the radar that any health kit action that you put in a shortcut, it's currently not supported in Siri. So Siri cannot read the response from the for, for some data that comes from health, from the health kit database. Um, that would have been a really funny video that, you know, asking Siri analysis and have it be like Dolores uh, from Westworld. Um, mm-hmm. uh, finally, um, you can still add shortcuts to the home screen super ugly and inelegant hack that involves opening i think it's like a local web server that allows you to add uh, an icon to the home screen um you can there's the widget is in the action extension is in and you can of course still put together custom menus custom lists alerts um all all the old stuff that you know from workflow uh save for dropbox and ifttt and the gifs um anything else is here and it continues to work the there's no apple watch app there's no Apple Watch app. The beta, that's right. Right? Yeah. And it looks like there isn't going to be. That That's another feature that I forgot to mention. Because Apple is into this idea of rather than having a watch app, um, you will see suggestions for shortcuts and custom shortcuts on the Siri watch face. So mm. my understanding is that these suggestions, you will not be able to say, I want this custom shortcut to always show up on the Siri watch face, because that's not how it works. Uh, the Siri watch face brings up stuff that it thinks you might you might find useful. Um, so the only way to have sh- your custom shortcuts on the watch will be through suggestions on the Siri watch face. So uh, I have the Siri watch face on my watch right now. Um, it's all right, but without having third-party apps populate the watch face, it's still kind of difficult to assess whether uh, the system is going to scale or not. Right. I would imagine that um, you should be able to trigger uh, shortcuts via Siri on yeah. the watch. So that's the other way to do it. Doesn't it. work for me right now, but in theory, <laughs> you would you would think that if you if you set up your analysis uh, <laughs> item <laughs> and then you ask your watch for analysis that it will do it will run that analysis on the phone, I would hope, but yeah. It's un, it's a little unclear. All right, so there's a there's a few new features that I'd like to go over with you, but before we do that, I think we should take our first break. I agree. I agree. This episode of Canvas is brought to you in part by Pingdom. If your website was down right now, if visitors couldn't access your content and horror of horrors couldn't click the buy now button, what would happen? How would you know? You might get a a report that says your sales went down. You might get an angry email from somebody. Either way, it would be too late. 
Uh, you want to be on top of things, and that's why you need Pingdom. Pingdom will give you the peace of mind you need. It lets you know the moment your site gets down in whatever way works for you best. They're dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable. If you're a Pingdom user, monitoring the availability and performance of your server, database, or website is a breeze. They use more than 70 different test servers all over the world to simulate visits to your site, checking its availability and functionality as often as every minute. So start monitoring your site today. All Pingdom needs to get started is the URL of your site. They will take care of the rest. And there is a 14-day free trial so you can see how it works before giving them a credit card by going to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now. And when you sign up for Pingdom, you can use the code CANVAS at checkout and you will get a massive 30% off your first invoice. Thank you to Pingdom for their support of Canvas and all of RelayFM. So there's a few big differences between workflow and shortcuts. Um, before I talk about the big ones, there's uh, the, the smaller ones that I like to go over quickly. Um, of course, there's a new design. It's much more polished. Uh, tons of white space <laughs> per Apple's tradition and guidelines. Um, tons of colorful icons. And most of all, haptic feedback on the iPhone when you drag around actions in the shortcuts editor. It feels really nice, uh, especially if you have really long... Uh, shortcuts with tons of actions uh, having to drag one from the bottom all the way to the top used to be boring but now at least you get some haptic taps when you do that which is kind of fun um, I mentioned do not disturb there's a, a native action for do not disturb which is really convenient if you you know I'm thinking of ways to create like a morning routine type of shortcuts and disabling and enabling do not disturb could be one one possible idea for that kind of automation um, also this was surprising to me but yeah, you know the native uh, markup mode for images and screenshots um, right that is now an action uh, in shortcuts. So it brings up a U the, the system UI and it, it lets you annotate an image and pass the modified image as output to the next action. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is a private API uh, because developers cannot bring up markup, markup mode this way. Um, so of course, you know, shortcuts now being part of Apple, they can do this kind of stuff. And I also shared, um, uh, you know, uh, Guilherme Rambo uh, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he launched this uh, invitation-only website for now. It's called ShareCuts, which uh, is a funny name. Uh, basically, it's a, it's a user-made gallery to share um, shortcuts online. And I shared uh, the, the shortcut that I'm using to mark up images. Uh, what it does is uh, it lets me uh, select a bunch of photos from my library annotates each one of them and then asks asks me if I want to delete the original so that I only have the um, the modified version uh, saved uh, just you know it was fun putting together um, now I want to talk about Siri so the the main the main change here is that workflow is now part of the Siri team and shortcuts allows you to add your custom shortcuts to Siri with a custom phrase. There's a there's some confusion because everything is called a shortcut in iOS 12. Um, there's Siri shortcuts and there's shortcuts that you create in the Shortcuts app. Both of those can be assigned custom phrases. The idea being that you can have these simple shortcuts, stuff like 
running a home kit scene or opening a specific screen in your hotel booking application. And those are shortcuts that you can trigger with a phrase in Siri. Also, in the shortcuts app, in the settings for an individual shortcut, you can add a custom phrase and the shortcut will run inside Siri. And the, I think this is the most, the most powerful integration that they were able to ship with shortcuts in iOS 12, with the shortcuts app. The idea that all of these automations, if they, met, if they meet some specific requirements, they can run fully in the background inside Siri just by saying a custom phrase to, to the assistant, either on the iPhone or the HomePod or the Apple Watch, I think also on CarPlay, they will run inside Siri without kicking you back to the shortcuts app and they will do stuff um, in the background. Uh, it's, I think This is the dream, right? Yeah. This is the, the one thing that I'll, I always got frustrated by it's on the Mac. It would be the equivalent of running because I use Automator stuff on the Mac all the time as well. It would be the equivalent of running an Automator action in the Finder and having Automator Automator open. Automator Automator would show me the entire workflow and then step through it. That's what Workflow does because of it being a third-party app originally and the way they had to structure it. But with Siri, you see that moment where where there is at least in this one place they've been able to submerge Workflow. So you don't have to see it anymore, and it just runs. And it, when when that happens, it's amazing because y- you don't really need to see the steps, right? You just right. need the output. Yeah, and they made a couple of decisions here that I think are interesting. Um, so in the Shortcuts app, from the main uh, library view with all of your with the grid of shortcuts, uh, you can now. Um, run a shortcut from the main view without having to open the editor. So if you just tap on it, it'll yeah. run It'll run from the main screen. Uh, I think it's because a lot of people find, uh, you know, seeing all these steps and, you know, the succession of all these steps kind of scary. And because, you know, there's a, there's a lot of moving pieces <laughs> all happening automatically. Uh, but also in Siri, you, you, don't, you don't see anything. You don't see any of this. You just say... Uh, your custom invocation and whenever possible the steps run in the background in the shortcuts app but you stay within Siri and to make this possible there's of course some limitations here Um, the the you need to use an action to make this happen if you want to if you want to have feedback in Siri if you want Siri to tell you besides the you know the default message that is done Siri just says done when it when it's done running a shortcut you can also have some additional feedback and you need to use an action called show result which is a uh, an action that when it's run inside the shortcuts app it's just a, a a pop-up dialogue but when it's run within Siri it becomes a Siri text response and Hmm. this action you can actually put in variables and arbitrary plain text you can put in anything you want as long as it's text not images Um, you can have Siri say anything to you Uh, and I saw a tweet from Steve Chadden-Smith a few days ago that um, between custom phrases and between show result and this custom feedback messages uh, making fun of Siri going forward with screenshots will be impossible because now anybody can make say can make Siri say anything so <laughs> all the, all the jokes you know uh, they're the past their time now um, 
The limitation, though, is that there's no, and this is probably uh, going to be the major problem uh, for some people, and of, I'm sure that it's one of the areas that the, the Shortcuts team wants to work on next. There's no user interaction when you're running a shortcut inside Siri. So if you have a shortcut that requires you to choose from uh, two items or that requires you to say OK or enter a number, you cannot do any of this inside Siri. You will be taken to, into the shortcuts app. You will leave Siri and you will have to do your um, user input in the app. Um, despite the fact that Siri can actually, you know, the, the standard Siri experience, it can ask you to choose from a list of results. It can ask you to confirm actions verbally, saying okay or no. Uh, but if it seems like the Shortcuts team was not, was not able to uh, have user interaction be part of the first release, which is too bad because it's, you know, it's forcing me to essentially duplicate uh, duplicate all, all of my shortcuts into different variations that do not require um, input right right yeah right so you're you're you you might have a single workflow or shortcut that has you choose between three options and so now it, since you need to have no ui in this you will create three versions of that for each of the three options with different triggers and then choose that so you're essentially setting the siri shortcut verbal trigger as your variable yep. but it's not done as a variable it's done as a literally a totally separate yep. workflow exactly and it, uh. that is if i want to run these shortcuts with siri which is totally the the, the better experience uh, because right. it's faster because it, it runs in line i want to run my shortcuts with siri but i cannot have um i cannot have a single shortcut that lets me choose between multiple options. So I need to split those up in multiple right. shortcuts and multiple phrases. And also the problem is you can when you when you say a custom phrase, the phrase is just a trigger. The phrase cannot contain um, variables. A vari a vari variables, right. Right, which you would think as a, as a somebody who does automation stuff, I think that's the first thing you think is could I can I have my automation accept in input from some portion of Siri, and I get why that would be very hard because you're relying on speech to text and parsing and all of that. But it certainly would seem like a great future direction to be able to say do this thing with at this place yeah. and have the place get passed. Yeah. Yeah, being able to to uh, to have data be part of the sentence, um, that would be fantastic. Uh, of course, no custom UIs at all in Siri. Uh, yeah, all you can sure. do is show alert, really. Uh, all you could do is show, uh, not show alert, sorry, show result. Show uh, result. Which is some text. Um, you cannot have an image, you cannot have a list, you cannot have uh, a little... Uh, box of content or like a table view. Um, what uh, what I'm seeing is that developers are coming up with workarounds to this. Um, I'm playing around with um with this app that is actually a JavaScript um, uh, IDE. Uh, it lets you write JavaScript modules on iOS, um, and it lets you put together custom native UIs in JavaScript. So you can create a table view. Um, in JavaScript with this app, uh, and you can uh, you can populate the, the you know the table rows and the table cells with any data that you want, and then this table view can become a Siri kit intent, 
And SiriKit intends, you know, the little snippets of information that you can already use in Siri in iOS 11. So if you use uh, a task manager like OmniFocus or Things, um, the Siri integration for those apps is based on SiriKit and these visual intents, uh, you know, these little gray, light gray windows that you see inside Siri. And this app that I'm testing in iOS 12 allows me to have custom UIs be part of a shortcut because, uh, you know, uh, this shortcuts that app that apps donate to the system can also be part of a custom shortcut that I create in, in the shortcuts app. When I say that everything is called a shortcut, uh, that is what I meant that is confusing <laughs> because everything is a shortcut in theory. Um, but yeah, I, I can sort of have custom UIs as part of my custom shortcuts, but it's not ideal and they're not interactive. So it doesn't really fix the problem. Um, what else? Uh, HomeKit support. Uh, have you played with HomeKit in, in the Shortcuts app at all? No, I haven't. I haven't done that. So the way that it works, when I, when I first saw the announcement, I was really excited. I thought there's going to be a whole category of HomeKit actions in Shortcuts. But it turns out that it's, there's, there's really not a HomeKit section of the action library in Shortcuts. What you can do is you can only add scenes... And those scenes have to be Siri shortcuts. So you have to run a scene a bunch of times for Siri to pick it up as a, as a suggestion. And then in the custom shortcut, you can go into the Siri suggestions category. You will see the HomeKit scene suggestion and you can drag it into the editor and make it part of the custom shortcut. Oh boy! Yeah, basically the the series suggestions <laughs> uh, section of the library is the same screen and the same suggestions that you find in settings under um, settings, Siri and search uh, shortcuts. Which um, basically recently spotted yeah. items that that use that a particular API endpoint in some way where they collect all of those different actions that have happened. Like I I just looked at mine and it was call my mom. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know and and uh, f uh call my wife and email this person and it was just a very it was very much just the history of things that i'd done recently um so if i if i create a, a home kit scene what you're saying is that and i use it a bunch of times sort of just to feed it then it'll show up there and as soon as it shows up there i can grab it and throw it into a uh into a shortcut workflow yeah yeah that's the idea and you can have the you can have the home kit action be visible when it runs or it can just run in the background and Siri will tell you that that it's that it's run hmm. um but yeah the this uh you know the idea of Siri suggestions it sh the system should become smarter uh in theory apple says uh once you know your iphone starts picking up your habits, your patterns, your movements throughout the day, uh, the apps that you use, and the more apps you have, the more shortcuts they donate to the system. Uh, in theory, the better iOS 12 should pick up what you need and offer you these uh, suggestions on the lock screen in Spotlight search results. And then these suggestions can also be treated as standalone actions in the Shortcuts app. Uh, they don't support any input, they don't pass any output, they're not interactive, they're just visual snippets or actions that run in the background. But that's about it. There's no essentially there's no difference between running a short a series shortcut from the lock screen or from the spotlight 
search results screen and running it from the shortcuts app. It's just it's a standalone thing that can be part of a shortcut, but it's really not integrated like other actions. Um, I'm pretty sure that this aspect will be super confusing for <laughs> anyone who's looking into the shortcuts app, and it will be fun to explain in the in, in my review. Um, the other the other new feature uh, that I want to mention before we move on is uh, you can run JavaScript in Safari. <laughs> So uh, the Safari team and the shortcuts team came together to offer uh, JavaScript support. You can have any kind of arbitrary JavaScript be executed in the, in the current Safari tab. Um, of course, it's sandboxed to that tab. It's sandboxed to the Safari process. Still, it's JavaScript and you can go crazy. Um, I was sent by a dear friend, a shortcut um, that uses JavaScript to speed up uh, video playback in Safari. So I'm using this uh, for the WWDC developer video page so that I can speed up sessions and watch technical sessions at 1.5x instead of 1x uh, because most sessions are boring and I can speed them up and still follow the contents. Uh, it's pretty awesome, honestly. I don't know so JavaScript well enough, but this is going to be awesome. So it's basically a bookmarklet essentially yes. right because that's how bookmarklets work is that you they're a javascript snippet that runs in the current tab and except the difference being that you could stack a bunch of actions in mm -hmm. front of running that so you could open a tab or whatever you wanted to do and then run this javascript on that tab yeah that's a basically what you can do you can pass data to the you know, as input, and you can run the JavaScript and pass data as output. It's really, really well done. Uh, mm. But yeah, I don't know JavaScript, so uh, all I can do is install th these things that people send me. And it's pretty awesome because you cannot speed up video in the WWDC app, so now <laughs> I have a workaround to do it in Safari, which is which is great. Um, all right, so uh, I have a list of complaints and some questions <laughs> that I want to ask you. Uh, there's a we should thank our friends at Anchor, though. Yes, indeed. This episode also brought to you all listening by Anchor, which is the easiest way to start a podcast ever. You can record a high-quality podcast, host unlimited episodes, and distribute everywhere with just one click. And it's completely free. Anchor's app has some of the most innovative features around. You can get voice messages from your listeners that you can integrate right into the show. So voice follow-up, the ability to transcribe segments, turning them into videos that you can share. You can add audio transitions and background tracks. They have detailed analytics so you can see who's checking out your show. Plus, Anchor just rolled out the ability to record with up to seven friends anywhere in the world. So you can do a panel discussion podcast. The audio quality is very good. You get high bit rate stereo. Your episodes basically will sound really Really good. And uh, for all of you iPad content creators, I think we have a few out there listening to this show. The iPad app is great. It's got easy editing tools, multitasking support, and the ability to drag audio in from other apps to build your podcast. Um, and so you should go to anchor.fm slash canvas and find out more about what Anchor can do for your podcast. And if you sign up there, your show could be featured by this podcast in a future ad. That's anchor.fm slash canvas. Go there now and start your podcasting journey today. You know, Stephen Hackett actually uses Anchor for subnet and Anchor has ties in with the Amazon voice assistant so that on Amazon Echo devices, you can listen to subnet. 
thanks to Anchor. So Relay FM is using Anchor too. Thank you, Anchor, for supporting this show and giving aspiring podcasters an easy way to get started. So here's my list of complaints, Jason, that right. I also okay. filed as radars. Um, no AirPlay 2 actions in shortcuts. Um, I was hoping that you'd be able to, uh, I don't know, automatically connect to the HomePod or uh, get a playlist from Apple Music and say, I want to listen to this playlist on shuffle in the kitchen or the living room or on a stereo mm. pair. Uh, you cannot do that. There's no home uh, AirPlay 2 or HomePod direct integration whatsoever in shortcuts, which is really too bad. Um, uh, we mentioned this before, no access to the entire iCloud Drive file system. You're still limited to the shortcuts folder inside iCloud Drive. And we also mentioned this, no real HomeKit support because uh, everything is based on series suggestions and scenes. Um, the, I cannot believe that this one is still going on there's still no <laughs> folders in shortcuts. Yeah. You, can, you still cannot organize your shortcuts with folders. And I'm pretty sure that I have about 200 shortcuts or something like that in the app. And let me tell you that scrolling this list, especially on the iPhone, is no fun. Um, no, no, I can't believe this one either. But, I mean, there obviously is some, the way they built the app, there's some very difficult technical thing that would have to change for them to do it. Yeah. But it is ridiculous, especially if you use it a lot. And, I, you know, you, you use it a lot. But even for me, with my couple of dozen of them, um, it gets really frustrating because I'm like, where did I put that? What color mm -hmm. is that? Is it at the top or is it at the bottom? It's just, it's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, I was hoping to see more um, contextual triggers. So to be able to do stuff like run this shortcut uh, when I arrive at home or mm. when it's, you know, 9 a.m. on weekdays. Uh, so to, have, to be able to set rules in advance and have shortcuts come up, and I could confirm, you know, the, the shortcut manually, or it could run in the background. Uh, but, I, you know, Launch Center Pro, for example, it does have a similar feature that it uses um, a calendar system or a geofence to let you set up rules that, you know, they show you a notification that asks you, do you want to open this launcher? Uh, and I would love to see something similar in shortcuts, uh, you know, so that you can be more proactive in your, in your automation instead of having to rely on Siri bringing up a shortcut for you in the morning. Um, and then I see you also have uh, a, a feature request, so to speak. Well, okay, so when we were talking about context, uh, sort of like faceless uh, actions, the idea that in Siri you can say, uh, do this thing, and it will run, and you never see the workflow app if there's no user interaction. It just sort of happens in Siri. And I, I love that, but it immediately made me think of all sorts of other ways that I would want to use it and um, so here's what I was doing. I was setting up a workflow or a shortcut that involved taking um, a selection in numbers and copying it basically uh, as an image and then doing things with the image. And what I found is that although I could execute that by tapping on the share sheet, <laughs> choosing, choosing uh, mm -hmm. sh shortcuts and choosing the particular shortcut, I could also assign it to a Siri voice trigger which was great because then all I have to do is select the item in numbers and say, hello, lady, do, you know, copy my table, copy my chart, mm -hmm. which was good. But I do a lot of work as you do with an external keyboard. And I had that thought, which is, 
okay, this is really nice productivity-wise that I can just trigger this with my voice, but I would really rather trigger it with a key press. So I had that thought, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a key press. It could be some other user interface element, and I've got to think that they will get there eventually with this. But that was the thing that struck me is I would like a way to trigger this this essentially faceless, UI-less automation um, without having to pop open the share sheet and tap a couple of times and find the right one or without having to speak out loud or I suppose I could trigger it via like type to Siri but I would really like some other kind of shortcut and I thought my my immediate thought was a um, being able to set global keyboard shortcuts and attach them to a shortcut I mean they're called shortcuts right so it's 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 right there (laughs) that would be really interesting to me to be able to do that to either say only do this shortcut within a particular app or be able to do it globally so i could essentially assign keyboards and i know that the keyboard shortcut stuff is still kind of primitive in ios but it was the first thing i thought of Um, i could see maybe some other kind of ui for it possibly um that that makes it available visible somewhere um or even have it be able to sort of be um, saved out as a favorite that would appear as an action in the share sheet instead of having to be a couple of levels down. I'm not quite sure what the right approach is here, but when I'm in the keyboard context, it immediately comes to mind that I'd like to be able to bind a shortcut, especially one of these that doesn't even require workflow to launch or shortcuts to launch to a keyboard shortcut. Yeah, I would love to have proper keyboard selection and navigation in everywhere on the iPad. And I think, you know, I keep mentioning things as a great example of how mm-hmm. you can have full keyboard control. Uh, you know, uh, you can highlight, you can navigate, you can, you know, move between different views. Uh, I would love to have a system like that in iOS and to do stuff like in photos, for example, I could select a bunch of photos with the keyboard and then have a shortcut uh, that comes up with the, with the keyboard shortcut. And it's sort of like a service uh, on macOS that runs contextually to the item that I've selected. Uh, exactly. That would be that would be awesome. Right. And I feel like they could do that. I get that it's complicated. It's a iOS 13. Maybe they'll do something like that. But it was the first. It's amazing how Apple Apple gives you something that uh, you've been waiting for. And, and you you know you know this you see this all the time they give you that thing that you've been waiting for and the moment you use that thing you've been waiting for you say oh you know what they could do <laughs> and take it that other level and I I literally had no expectation about wanting global keyboard shortcuts for for these Siri shortcuts until that moment and then I realized wait a second I really want to my hands my fingers started moving for the keyboard like I want to attach this and I I couldn't but yeah. maybe someday yeah um, let me ask you this. Um, do you think that shortcuts fixes Siri in the sense that it c- can it be sort of a stopgap solution until Siri becomes, uh, I don't know, as flexible as you know, the Echo or the Google Assistant? Do you, do you think that Apple is sort of using shortcuts as a way to extend Siri by letting users do the work? You know, it obviously it doesn't address the underlying problems with the... Um, you know, machine learning, AI-based mm-hmm. uh, assistant stuff that happens in the cloud. That 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 is an aspect of Siri that always is going to get scrutiny and it's got issues. Um, but I, I do think it, you know, I, I'm not sure I would say it's a stopgap. I would say it's interesting that this is Apple's approach to this because if you look at what um, Amazon's assistant does, for example, they tie in with a lot of web services and I, I think the interface for it is terrible. 
Like, I, I think if people yeah. think that shortcuts is something that is esoteric and that most users aren't going to use it, they should look at what it takes to enable an Alexa skill. <laughs> forget it. Just forget it. It's, uh, I said her name there, but oh well. Um, she she will appear. It, it's it's very complicated. Like, I, I feel like I'm a fairly technically savvy person and I tried to get my, um, my Logitech remote control to work with my Amazon Echo and oh, no. um that's a ter- so terrible <laughs> i gave i gave up because it was so awful to do that and when you look at shortcuts and also the very simplified siri shortcuts that just appear as you use it which i think is the the more likely action for for um you know, none of this stuff is going to be for your most casual user these are for people who want to do a little bit more um and i think it's a much better approach i think that it puts it in the world of apps which is a good thing we're, we're hooking into individual abilities of apps i would think that as this evolves um in you know we're going to see pr- new versions of ios will come out where the skill set of uh series shortcuts will grow and the ability for app developers to put features of their apps and tie them in will increase and you'll end up with a much greater flexible lexicon of what uh, what you can do. So I think it, I think it solves uh, in a very different kind of way. But a, a, a thing that I used to point at at uh, Amazon Echo and say, look, they've got all this third party stuff, and Siri's totally closed off. And what Apple has done smartly is say, um, well, we have all these apps, and now all those apps can be, yeah, you know, it's a start, but like can be controlled by Siri. Basically, that's that's big it's not the cloud stuff but i think it's potentially um really good in the sense that it turns siri into something more than just the place that you ask about the weather um but instead it becomes this um, ios wide and and even like apple device wide uh Mm -hmm. tool for actions and they can be local actions they can be remote actions they can be cloud-based they can be user assigned and once you let the users and the app developers take off with it then um you know who knows where they'll go from there but it it gives it a huge amount of flexibility so i'm i'm excited about it um on that level it it doesn't solve that bigger problem like if, if siri is still bad at every question you ask it then it's not as good but yeah. it, it it certainly helps because it gives it this dimension that it completely lacked before i have a final question for you you've been using a mac uh for quite some time at this point and you use a mac more than i do what do you think that shortcut says about apple's relationship with automation compared to the mac <sighs> I would take, I'm a big fan of user automation. I have been using Apple Script and Automator for a long time on my Mac. I, if, if you couple the Siri shortcuts announcement with the fact that in the Mojave announcement, um, at the same time, for those who don't follow Apple, uh, you know, Mac stuff, um, they added features to the Finder and to Automator that feature kind of Automator integration, which was a real stunner for me because i thought that um their longtime product manager for for user automation um was basically laid off a couple years ago salsagoian it looked like they just didn't care about that subject and now with shortcuts and with some of the changes they made in mojave i feel like now what we're getting to is maybe that apple is interested in user automation but they are not entirely interested in user automation 
as it was defined a couple of decades ago by AppleScript and a decade ago by Automator. And and that shortcuts may be the way forward. And if you think about it, shortcuts is very much like Automator on the Mac. Um, I would argue that Automator on the Mac is way more flexible because it'll let you do almost anything. Mm-hmm. It's also harder to use than than shortcuts is than workflow was and shortcuts is so i feel like something is changing there where where apple apple is seeing user automation in a different context almost that it, it it's now about um improving one of their key assets which is siri and uh politically that's probably good to say you know taking control of your device and letting it do whatever you want is a powerful tool and tying it into Siri means that it makes Siri that much more powerful and that that seems to be a better selling point than you know you could open automator and run a script which even though that's great and I do that every day is not necessarily going to get a lot of uh, attention and money and uh, resources thrown at it inside Apple. So I'm encouraged by this. I do think it really makes you ask the question, once you can run iOS apps essentially on the Mac, what does that mean for user automation? And in the long run, is Apple going to try and unify its user automation stuff? Because I think I think in the long run, that is probably the right thing to do is have something like shortcuts everywhere. And does Automator become shortcuts? Is there a new thing? What happens? Can you automate iOS apps when they run on the Mac? lots of open questions there that are not going to get resolved in the next year or two, probably. But um, I'm more encouraged than I ever have been. And uh, shortcuts is primarily why, but also on the Mac side, the fact that they actually mentioned Automator on stage and built some features in that make that user automation stuff come to the fore in the Finder. Well, I think this is it for the show, Jason. We we did it. We did it. Thank you so much. I, I, a really good discussion. I was so happy to listen to you um, and your sort of uh, brain dump about what's going on with shortcuts. It's so great that we get to talk about shortcuts now, too. I, 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 I was concerned that because it's an App Store app, we were going to have to wait until the fall mm-hmm. and then it would finally come out. But they, Apple Apple's doing a test flight of one of its own apps, another way that Apple has sort of changed its its approach to this stuff. And so I w- it was great to hear because I know you've been diving deep and I've been loving those tweets that you sent out about the latest <laughs> thing that you've been doing. So it was great to be here and and hear about that and talk about this stuff with you because I, I like uh, I like listening to Canvas and I like listening to all the stuff you guys do. It gives me great ideas. Um, and so it was fun to be on uh, sitting in for Fraser who couldn't be here. Thank you so much. Um, listeners of the show, you can find the show notes at relay.fm slash canvas slash 65. And until next time, uh, you can find us on Twitter, um, Viticium, V-I-T, uh, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, is that how you do spelling? I think it is. And Jason, who are you on Twitter? Are you at Jsnell? I am Jsnell on Twitter. They gave me that id in college when i signed up for a unix account and it's <laughs> wow. stuck. so jay snell forever now